Welcome to the Brian Beebe Half Hour Variety Hour. It's really 15 minutes of fun, music, and laughter stretched out into something much, much longer. And now, here's your host, Brian Beebe. And I spent all my money on whiskey and beer. Try to refresh it. All right, let me try that. Refresh. I don't even know how to do that, man. Uh, okay, let's just see. And I play the Wild Rover. No, never, no more. I asked her for credit. She answered me nay. Such custom is yours, and I can have any. It's no name never. No, not coming on, man. Brian Beebe here. We're trying to get uh, my phone active. Though uh, no, we're live on Facebook over there. I'm, uh, I'm not. Must log in first. I don't have an account. All this stuff, huh? I guess because I'm on Facebook. What are they talking about? Go to Messenger. Do I want to be on Messenger? No. No. Regular old, huh? Hippie it. Regular old Facebook. Anyway, it's Brian Beebe trying to get on Facebook so we can uh, read your comments, and, and, uh, but it maybe it may won't happen till, till the first break anyway. Uh, it's a Wednesday just after 5 o'clock, and today we're talking about a number of things, but I promised some Irish songs and some Irish uh, jokes, and uh, I promised... Uh, kind of a new friend of mine, Alex Hunter, who operates uh, some Facebook pages uh, to, for Robin Zander and uh, Robin Jr. Uh, if you're curious, you can go to uh, I Want My RZB, which is for the Ro Robin Zander band. And uh, I was going to suggest to you, Alex, that I Want My RTZ should be a, a new page if you don't have that already. Because Robin Zander has a band called Robin Zander Band, RZB. And his son is a fabulous mu musician, guitar, piano, singer. He plays drums. He's played a couple of times filling in uh, with Cheap Trick in different... And he really is that good. About 25 years old, not... Uh, let's see, 16, 9, yeah, about 25. And... Um, and uh, Alex, you should maybe get into some of that too. But I know you you cover just about anything that happens in the in the world of Cheap Trick, our old friends, and and I will tell. I promised her that I will tell some uh, Robin Zander in the early days kind of stories today that I haven't uh, that I haven't told. 
and um, because she's been very good to me on Facebook too, uh, covering this show and covering different things that we're doing at Monks and uh, and otherwise. So Alex, there'll be some stuff for you here, but I, you know I have to I have to string you along. I mean I can't just give it to you right now and then you can go about your stuff. You know I have to uh, play and do a lot of uh, just a, a fooling around stuff. And before, so you have to watch the whole show. All right, but Irish, uh, because St. Paddy's Paddy's Day is coming up. Do you say St. Paddy's Day with D's or T's, or do you always say St. Pa Patrick's Day? What what is it? Um, you know, I I uh, sing a little bit and I talk about music a little bit, but I also get into some uh, um, some of the issues of the day a little bit. And I just wanted to say this. Uh, and you people that are my age, or a little younger, even a little older, if you're out there, uh, if they had armed the teacher when I was a kid, I would have been shot every year. I would have been shot by a teacher every year I was in school. Because they, they all hit me, you know, with things, yeah, yeah. paddles, and, and, uh, and, uh, and from the first grade, I'll tell you one, uh, it's about fifth or sixth grade. Um, it was in P, not PE, but uh, uh, health class. You know, you'd, you'd have okay, PE yeah. some days and then you'd have health on the other days. Um, and we were waiting for the coach to come in and start the health class. And my friend and I were pounding on the tables, you know, like this, just a simple surf beat, you know, because we both had that rhythm in us. And the teacher walked in and he said, all right, you two, out here. And right in the middle of the front entrance of the school, my friend bent over, and this guy, this coach had a paddle, a wooden paddle about this long, yeah. and looked like a cricket stick, you know, with holes drilled in it, so it really hurt extra, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, so my friend, uh, Chuck Ring is his name, he bent over and the guy gave him three good whacks, man. And uh, he stood up. And uh, so then it was my turn. Right in front of the, anybody that was walking by or coming in the school or the principal's office. And uh, so I bent over and I got, I got my three, uh, three big, uh, I'll keep cutting out here, man. Three big swats with the huge wooden paddle. And then I stood up and he said, wait a minute, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> I've been waiting to give this. So he gave me two more great big ones. And I'm telling you, I could not sit down in the chair in the, oh, what, no, wonder what chair? I keep, I keep. Uh, switch to the other headphones. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. I keep cutting out. So I got, all right, I can't use those. Oh, right here. All right. Let me try these. Whoever Mitch was talking to got the, and those are, of course, they're, they're caught on the chair across here. Well, we could have worked this out a little bit. Let me see. I hope it's still working. I just yanked it from under the chair. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Boom. All right. And, uh, under the table. <laughs> this is high quality uh, showmanship, show, showbiz here going on today. So, um, don't forget it. We got the, um, I wanted to uh, also mention uh, uh, 
Trump is challenging just about everybody to an IQ test lately. Have you noticed that? I wish somebody would do it. And if somebody doesn't, I would do it. It's just a regular IQ, a, a general knowledge sort of thing. I mean, I'm pretty good at Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune and that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so if, uh, if he doesn't get somebody to take him up on it, I'll do it. Uh, I wanted to say, too, that... Uh, <coughs> You're the cross section for the nation. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I could be. I could be about that median smart. You yeah. know what I mean? But half the country's smarter than me, and half of them's dumber. Yeah. I mean, I really could be. Yeah. It's right about where I, where I would be. And uh, you know, I read. I know something about. I'm, I just read a book that uh, forced me to uh, look up about 150 words in the span of this one book. I mean, I, that doesn't happen very often, but, but, uh, I, and I, and I kind of could guess what it was anyway, but I hadn't ever seen the word before, so I looked it up. I'm going to teach you quickly to uh, speak Irish in an Irish accent, okay? Uh, before we even do anything, I'm going to teach you how to speak uh, in an Irish accent. And here's what you do, right? You can write this, these words down. It's just four words. You write them down and then read them to yourself or speak them to whoever you're listening with. Uh, these are the four words. Whale oil, beef, and uh, hooked. Hooked, like hooked to fish. Whale oil, beef, hooked. Now say that uh, quickly or yeah, smoothly right on through. You got it, Mike? Whale oil beef hooked. Whale oil. Whale oil. Bee. Bee. Beef. Beef. Hooked. 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 Yeah. Whale oil beef hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're speaking Irish, okay? Uh, um, I don't know if I should tell these Irish jokes first, but uh, uh, let, let me try one because I, uh, Mike said he's got a new sound effect. We've been doing laughs and we've been doing gasps at some of the really interesting things that I say. He'll gasp like he's never heard it before. <laughs> Uh, how about this one? Murphy and Patty are at the uh, in line at the check-in line in the airport, and uh, Murphy says to Patty, "I wish I had the TV from home with us." And 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 Patty says, well, "Why? Why in the world would you want the TV to be here in line?" He says, "Because the tickets are on it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that joke deserves that right, right there. Uh, be, because the tickets, I know he's the effing tickets in the joke that I read, but no, not for me. Uh, so, uh, some Irish songs today. Uh, call in if you want to request one, or tell you tell us your favorite joke, or uh, uh, request a, a song. Uh, I have the keyboard back. Somebody said uh, they missed the keyboard the last couple weeks, you know, so. So I'll be, uh, When Irish eyes are smiling, so tis like. So t when Irish eyes are smiling, so tis like a morning spring. In the little of Irish laughter, you can hear the angels sing. When Irish hearts are happy, all the world seems bright and gay. But when Irish eyes...
thought maybe the crickets. <laughs> Hit the crickets. Well, that's, a, that's kind of what the response I should get on that. It wasn't very good. I should have warmed up before I tried to sing. Ha ha! All right, anyway. Iris jokes, and uh, we hope you'll call in. Um, I wanted to say a few things about the, the Irish Irish pubs. I've been to the UK uh, a number of times, not for many years, but I was there twice in the 70s and once in the late 80s. And uh, if you know anything about the, the English pubs, the one way in which they're different from our American uh, bars, and uh, uh, they'll have food too, but bars, and they're con considered pubs, not uh, bars or restaurants. But they're generally speaking, they're owned by the breweries or the uh, distilleries. So they don't necessarily have to be, each one of them, profitable, but profitable because they own the building, they own the real estate, and as long as they're, pay, you know, paying their taxes or whatever they do, um, they like to have a pub in almost every little neighborhood, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, when I was a, uh, a young man, uh, it was the place where people went to find out what was going on in their neighborhood. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was no TV in there. Nobody watched sports in the bar. <laughs> Supposedly you could watch that. You watched it at home. Uh, uh, in the 70s in the UK because uh, it was on every day, all day. You right. know, soccer and horse racing was on your TV. We only had three channels. And it was on your TV every day, all day. And, and the TV would actually go off the air after 9 or 10 o'clock, you know. Plus, you had to pay for a TV license. But anyway, in the, in the pubs, um, you almost had to get in a conversation with somebody. And you had to meet a stranger or meet your neighbor. And it was a kind of a nice uh, uh, zone to be in back then. And uh, when I first uh, went to, uh, to Scotland in the 70s, they would close the pubs for a couple hours every day, like almost like siesta, Spanish siesta, you know. They would be closed for a while. And um, if you were tall enough to put money on the bar, you could buy a drink. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, it well enforced, uh, the age for drinking, you know. And uh, in the 80s, I saw a sign in one of them that said, uh, please don't put your cigarette butts out on the floor. It burns the hands and knees of our customers as they leave at night. <laughs> <laughs> so, Love it. yeah, they can get uh, severely burned. Um, whale, whale oil, <laughs> beef hooked. Um, well, I might just start in with it. Uh, this uh, Irish farmer was working out in his field, and a, a swanky tourist in a fancy car came by and struck up a conversation. He says, how much land do you have? And the old, old Irishman said, 90 acres. He said, well, that 90 acres, that, you know, it, at home, my place, I can get in my car at breakfast time and drive around my property and not get home until dinner. And the old Irish man uh, looked back down at his tractor and he said, I had a car like that once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a car like that. All right. And let's see. 
the uh, Irish the Irish gave Scots the back the Scots the bagpipes as a joke, and the Scots haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, there we go. Much better. Um, this Irishman was uh, driving around. He was all whiskeyed up, and he and he uh, and he needed to stop and park his car. There was no place to park, so he uh, he raised his hands and his face to God and said, "Please, Lord, I really need to get out of the car and park the car. Uh, if you would give me a parking place, I'll go to church. I'll give up drinking, and I'll go to church every Sunday." And suddenly it was a lightning and the and clouds parted and the sun shone and, and there was a parking space appeared right there. And the, the Irishman looked up at the sky and he said, oh, oh, never mind, Lord, I found one. Oh. <laughs> That's good. I like the groan. Never mind, Lord, I found one. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I told a this joke for for many years now one of my favorite Irish jokes is just plain too dirty to uh, to tell here today but um, there was two guys in uh, sitting in a, a pub in uh, in 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 America and one of them ordered a Guinness and the other one said I, I can tell by your accent that you're maybe from the old sod maybe you're from Ireland and the other guy said, I am from Ireland. He says, the other one says, well, where are you from on the old sod? He says, I'm from Dublin. And he says, well, I'm from Dublin. What street did you live on? He said, Delancey Street. He said, I lived on Delancey Street. What was your mother's maiden name? He said, McGee. Suddenly the phone rings. He said, my mother's name was McGee. The phone rings and the bartender picks it up and he said, anybody in the other line said, said, Anything going on down there tonight? And the bartender said, No, just the Shaughnessy twins drunk again. <gasps> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. Then I, and some, I don't know if they're funny. Call in and tell me they're not funny. I'm going to sing a couple songs. I can't get my phone to show me any of the con comments that are going. If I'm getting any, maybe I'm not getting any. Um... Uh, I'll try it again. There is something. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, there's, there's a one of my podcasts from, I guess that's last week or something. How do I, how would I get this on today? How are you guys doing it? Get, give me some help here. How do you get it on today's show? Um, I see a bunch of it. Hold on. Nope, nothing, man. Find your profile page yeah. and then scroll down past the friends and the pictures yeah. and all that. Friends and pictures, yeah. No, I can't. Otherwise, quit the app and restart it. No, Try that. I can't. The I, old. Don't have, I don't know if I have. Let's see. Maybe I have the app on the front. Yeah. All right. Um, did you see uh, Stephen Hawking died? Uh, the incredible, incredibly uh, intelligent scientist with uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and he was in the chair and he couldn't even speak, but he was still giving lectures. He sat like this, you know, in his chair. You know who I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, 
and couldn't all knotted up and couldn't move and couldn't do anything. I think he maybe blew into a straw or something to get uh, the chair to move and stuff. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was still uh, giving lectures with his electronic voice. I don't know, is it, how do they do that, Mike? How did he find words? How did he make words on this? Did he give like a small, a tiny little voice and it was amplified electronically or? You know, I'm not sure if it was that or if it was the eye movement. Cause you know, now they have the, where you can operate my, you know, your mouse mm -hmm. with your eye, it tracks your eye movements and things like that. I bet it's something And so it's a code that. like that, yeah. that he would. Let's find God, out. how could you do that? How could you say um, black hole or alternate un universe? By, by t moving your eyes, you know how could you do it? But he didn't. Uh, he didn't move his mouth, and uh, and somehow he had uh, uh, gave lectures and and theories. And boy, he was it was respected right up till the end, and particularly known for theories about black holes. Nobody could explain a black hole like Stephen Hawking. I have a couple of his books. Uh, his, a, brief, a Brief History of Time was his big seller. Then he had a, a Brief hefty, History of something else. I got, I got uh, that at home too, but I haven't cracked it yet because it's pretty hard to get through. I went to the uh, library one time, Mike, and just for kicks, I uh, found a book about uh, written by Isaac Newton. It was an old, old uh, book that had been up, you know, re redone or what, re republished. And I'm telling you, I couldn't read a single paragraph. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. It couldn't slog through even to know what he was talking about for two sentences. Right. <laughs> and I would okay. Now you're just looking at the book, so now I tried a, a, some pages in the middle somewhere to see if something else would maybe jump out at me. But no, I couldn't understand a sentence or two sentences anywhere in this book. It was so out there. The parallax of the orbit and the... Oh, my <laughs> God. I don't even know what the, those words were. They weren't even words. And then there would be, in the middle of the sentence, there'd maybe be some numbers. Like, a, and some, you know. Uh, one of the things I was talking about last week with these 30 things that... Uh, that uh, don't sound true, but they are, was that uh, the uh, calculus wasn't even a thing when the Harvard University started. I mean, yeah. And uh, I mean, some of these great thinkers uh, were out there measuring uh, whatever uh, without even being, uh, uh, no algebra, no calculus, no trigonometry. Who's on the phone? Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray Nelson. Hey, man. That's me. Hey, what what's going on? Well, today is Pi Day. Pi? And ironically, Stephen Hawking passed away on, you know, the 3.14 oh. pi r squared. Oh, that's right. That. <laughs> thank yeah, thank you for noticing that, man. Yeah. I can only get it to, like, four places. There's, like, trillion. They, they don't even have it right. There's four like places? So trillion places. I can, yeah, I can do four places right in my head. 3.141. One yeah. five nine, yeah. I think I is. I don't know what else. I need to get for anything I'm measuring, right? Yeah, that's it's, about it. It's try dividing three into what twenty? Uh, 
19 or 20? It's 20. Try, divide 3 into 20. Or is that it? I thought that's, it was... Uh, yeah, it's the first... Was it 70 to 22? Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And, and then you try was to it? get... You, nope. And you can yeah, somehow that, get that the circumference of a circle that way, huh? Yeah, well, that and the, you have to know the radius of the circle. Like halfway point. R squared. I remember that from school, man. Yeah. And yeah. So you can never get an, an accurate measurement of a diameter, radius, or circumference if you use pi. Yeah, yeah. You just can't get that. Well, thanks for one. bringing that up, man. 314 is the day. It was the date that we lost to Stephen Hawking. Or was it last yeah. night? Yeah. Was it last night? There's a little bit of irony in there. Yeah. Now you're now you're gonna. I'm gonna have to get my dis, uh, dictionary out now because irony. I don't really know the name. That you know, you can use your phone like that. Here, just gonna do. I've heard. Define irony, okay? Okay. Oh, there's got to be a joke in there. No, no, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, of course, it, it it picked up okay too, which I don't need on there. Define yeah. irony. No, it's That's got, when your dogma run, is, gets run over by your karma? I don't know. <laughs> is your, that irony? Your I don't know. dog gets run over by your karma? Yeah. No. I don't have, I like that, oh. but it's not it. Oh. Define irony. There you go. Well, you, you look it, it up. The expression I of, one's, of one's meaning by using language that normally signifies the opposite Typically for humor, humorous or emphatic effect. Don't go overboard with the gratitude he rejoined with heavy irony. I don't know. Synonyms are the synonyms. Synonyms are sarcasm, cynicism, mockery, satire, and sardonicism. Oh, I'm sure glad I looked that up. Now I got, now I got more to look up. Anyway, there'll be nightmares about that now. Are you playing St. Patty's Day Saturday, man? I'm not playing St. Patty's Day. I'm playing Friday in uh, Milston. It's a little town uh, near Toma, up yeah. uh, northwest of here. I'll be playing on Friday and uh, Sunday. Well, this weekend is the uh, the Wisconsin uh, Dairy State Steel Guitar Show, which is which is a Great uh, music thing going on at the uh, Mead Hotel in Wisconsin Ra Rapids. Rapids, right? Yeah. Yeah. And every year they have. Uh, you get to play regular guitar and steel when you go up there, don't you? Well, they, uh, sometimes they're with the backup band. They have uh -huh. a four, five-piece band, and uh, they have these, these terrific steel players that have backed up some of the. Well, I met Don Helms, who who was Hank Williams' seniors steel player for 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 the tenure when he was. Until he passed away, until Hank passed away, and met um, you know several like really renowned session guys. You hear this particular song, and you hear that steel lick, and oh, that's the guy! Huh. You know? Wow, it's really cool to, to network with him. If nothing else, my my or get a my, selfie <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To my friends uh, who are listening, Stevie Ray Nelson is one of the finest multi-instrumentalists in the, in the Midwest. He plays keyboard, he sings, he plays drums, he plays... And I'm not just... I mean, everybody can say they play drums and they play guitar and keyboard and, but, and yeah. the horn and everything. But, uh, but uh, Stevie is really well accomplished. He's like Rain Man on these, you know. We're looking down at 
246. 246. You know, he just, uh, this stuff appears to him uh, differently than it appears to you and me. And I am impressed. I, he, he's really good. Um, well, we were talking about Stephen Hawking. I'm nowhere near the genius he was. But uh, there's, there's a similarity in music with numbers to me. Oh, yeah. Me too. And it's not just the natural number system, but I, when I was taking. Uh, I didn't take calculus, but we got into that a little bit. Algebra, and and I was really heavily into music in high school, and I thought there there's a correlation between all this. And you, oh, yeah. you, as soon as I saw, okay, a sine wave. All right, and they showed us how to do, how to translate this into a mathematic. Okay, wait a minute, there's something here. A for, so yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot to that. Yeah, a you know, formula. But, yep. Yeah. I, and, uh, yeah. and if you start with uh, uh, and patterns, if you stuff, start with one, songs. one as the uh, the key of any any song, if you're playing a song as in F or C, and you make that one, then three and five and seven and uh, six are pretty easy to find if you need to change yeah. the chord. After you from know there, from you know F that. or whatever, let's pretend that F. Okay, I'll teach you the national number system real quick. Yeah. and this is based on. On the Chinese. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Steve. Uh, numbering wait a minute, Steve. Wait, wait a minute, Steve. Everybody, get your phone to record this. Here, this is a valuable stuff. Go ahead, man. It'll it'll play back on. If you're yeah, if you're gonna know, uh, put this video in. It'll replay. Yeah. Anyway, pretend that it's like a secret decoder ring. You pretend that your whatever key you're in is one, and you go up the steps of the major scale. And that is the one, two, three, four, five. Six, so one, seven, four, eight. and five. If yeah. you play a F chord and you look up, it's a da 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 da. That's B flat. That's your four. C is your five. Yeah. That's one, four, five. That's your Chuck Berry rock and roll. One, four, five. You could change that to any key you wanted to, and just twist your your little music uh, decoder yep. ring. Oh, that's the that's the <laughs> notes I need to go to. Yep. And there used to be a kind of a wheel that you could buy when you were a guitar player. So if your if your song was in a D, you could set that on your wheel, and it showed you all the other chords that were in the key of D. Do you know what I mean? I came up with something like that, and I thought I invented the damn thing, and then I found out, <laughs> oh God, what, what, I felt so stupid after that. I had, hey, look at this! Mm -hmm. Oh, it's been done. I even sent it to Mel Bay. I met Mel Bay years and years ago in Colorado because he had property in Colorado Springs around that area. And I met him at the hotel I was working at. And so I got it. I got the address and, and everything. And I said, here, I got this great idea. Well, we've done that already. Oh. oh. <laughs> but you got, to, you got to present it to Mel Bay. That's pretty cool, man. Mel Bay wrote the first uh, guitar books that I ever sat down with and tried to learn how to play. Mel, yeah. Mel Bay. Uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm all done with my third one, my third guitar <laughs> book, and I'm ready. I'm getting ready to color. Oh, you're writing it. You're, you're getting ready. Yeah, I'm going to color the fourth one here. In yeah, a minute. color it. You're going to color it. All right. I yeah, get it. You know, I'm out of I'm out of purple crayons. You you uh, mentioned you met Mel Bay, and I re you for some reason that reminded me of when I was uh, younger and I, I took my kids. Uh, back and forth to Wisconsin and Florida all the time, you know. And we stopped and stayed overnight in the, the Hermitage Hotel in Nashville. Do you know where that is, Stevie? 
Yes, I do. It's an old, old building. It's a hotel, and uh, we stayed there because it was owned by the same people who owned the Holiday Inn where I played, and so we could go there and stay for 15 bucks back in the, the 80s, whatever it was. Late 80s. Oh, that's anyway, a deal for but, you, yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, you know what? There was one uh, year-round tenant in this hotel, and you know who it was? It was Minnesota Fats. And he'd sit in the lobby, you know, the pool player at Minnesota Fats. Right, He'd yeah. sit in the lobby of the hotel because uh, he was old and, and uh, not very well, I'm sure. And uh, and sit there and just talk to people about the old days. You know, my kids met him on a couple of different trips and uh, got to hear some great stories. Hey, um, Steve, can you hang around uh, during the break here and, and uh, come back and we'll talk some more? Uh, I'd love to. Thank you. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. MadisonTalks.com is the home of Madison's most creative talk radio. If you have a serious gift of gab, you have stories to share, political, social, or religious positions to express, contact Madison Talks to have your own 60-minute weekly podcast recorded and posted for the world to hear. Have a new book to promote? Madison Talks is the ideal place to promote it. Fly solo or line up guests for your weekly live talk session. When your 60-minute program is finished live streaming, it'll be posted as a podcast to madisontalks.com for listening 24-7. Take your message to the world with madisontalks.com. Call 608-210-1667 or visit madisontalks.com. That's 608-210-1667 or visit madisontalks.com. madisontalks.com, looking for your creative commentary. You're listening to MadisonTalks.com, stimulating conversation on a variety of subjects and issues that matter. Share your questions, comments, or answers with us at 608-210-1667. Now here's your host on MadisonTalks.com. Mike Gray, Mike Gray, our drummer in uh, Island Jack says, I just need to count to four. He doesn't want to know anything about tri- a trigonometry or, or the pi r squared or anything like that. He just needs to count to four. I thought that's pretty funny. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who else? I, I responded on there. Elisa, Elisa, from Saint uh, Saint Lauderdale, uh, is uh, on the. She's listening. Maureen, Mary Madden is watching. Oh, Steve Steve Nelson, try this. One, two, three. What did you say? One, two, three, pi, four. <laughs> Pretty funny, man. You know, that's like, I'm, I'm going to give you the count of three. One, two, two and a half, <laughs> two and three quarters. You know, then I'm, come, then I'm coming back there. Yeah. Don't let me turn, turn this car around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, and when you get to three, then you go to pi. Three point yeah, one, four, one, four, one three four. and a half, yeah. three and three quarters. Now you're in the jazz, Mike. So, yeah. <laughs> that is jazz. He's well, going to get me back for that next time I'm playing at, at Broad House with Island Jack. So he's going to count it in. One, two, three, five, four. Oh, <laughs> I don't When was the last time we counted anything off playing in uh, Island Jack? 
I don't think we ever. Well, I know have, that nobody ever I, goes I know one, you won't two, tell three, me four. When, well, I, had, I know when we worked together at, at Sorrento's, you won't tell me what key we're in. Or what, or uh, what song, song is, is or anything like that, because I can't so think of it fast enough. I feel honored when I get a count. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we know, we've played together enough over the years to where we know how fast it goes. And we just, oh, yeah. we just yeah. go like this. Yep, there was uh, a duo that I was working with in Colorado uh, called Overtime, and we were doing Back Home Again by John Denver as one yep. of our songs. We were it's good to be back yeah. home again. Yeah. And we were using this one of the, oh, the state-of-the-art Yamaha drum machine. It was just, oh, you know, yeah. so, so we really didn't need much of a count. So four, that was the name of the song. We called it four. <laughs> four. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Then you start the drum machine. I like four. that. Boom. Because we uh, knew how fast it was going to be, what key we were in. What are we doing? Four. Okay. Uh oh, Alyssa, I guess, is, has a question. What? And I can't answer it. E, uh, she just has the question E G B D with an F on the top. Oh, with the number system? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, you can't, you kind of have to know the numbers. What the, the major, the, the, the notes to the major scale. Yes, one is which E. which you're going to be. B is and five. Then, D is seven, but what is uh, the F is a sharp. Uh, oh, every nine. good boy does fine. Oh, flat nine. Yeah, every okay, good boy the, does the, fine. That's, yeah, the lines. That's some other lines on the musical. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. that's that's it. But that doesn't help me on guitar. Yeah, it is e, e G B D, and then F on the top is. That's a that's a flat nine chord. Yeah, it's a diminished chord of some sort. All the E minor seven with an yeah, F, F yeah. on the top. It's a passing. A minor chord. diminished second. Yeah. Minor flat. <laughs> minor flat nine. A diminished second. Uh, Mike called it. <laughs> See, he knows more about music than than you do, and I do about reading it anyway. I never could. Well, I it. never got the. Uh, I never got the diminished chord and a diminished seven. I never got the difference between that. Well, but I don't, I don't then think I there is anything. started playing the theme from. The theme from Gunsmoke, and there was one chord in there that was different from all the others. That that had to be the diminished seven. I'm going to sing it for you. You you point out the chord. Gunsmoke was da 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 da. Yeah, that's where it's a three chord right there. Da 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 da. Right there. The right. Right. Da 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 one of three channels that you got, and it was what Dad wanted to watch. So, hey Stevie, yeah. I I got a I'm a, I promised him a couple of Irish songs, and uh, um, I got another couple of Irish jokes, and then I've got to tell uh, a couple of old Robin's Zander stories for for Alex Hunter. Did you see that on her page? She said so many nice things about the show and stuff. 
that I had promised her some new stories. So can All I right. can I let you go until I talk to oh, you again? Oh, absolutely. I've been on long enough. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're the best, man. You're the best caller I I, I get, and that does and not compared to all the other callers. You're the best caller That's I've had. because I'm the only one sometimes, you're, isn't it? You're, you're the best caller I've had today. Okay? And I mean yeah, that. Yeah, it's like I'm my mother's I mean, favorite son, too. Yeah, because yeah, you're the only one. No, I mean right. that from the bottom of my heart. You are my Thank favorite you. caller today, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll talk <laughs> to you I later, man. something to the party. Yeah. Talk to you. Thank you. Oh, oh, Danny boy. The pipes, the pipes are calling From glen to glen and down the mountainside The summer's gone and all the leaves are falling Tis you, tis you must go while I must die But call me back when summer's in have a little problem with the power the voltage over here and when you come and all the flowers are dying my keyboard just dropped in pitch though I am dead as dead I well may be I'm gonna raise it up you'll come and find the place where I am lying and kneel and sing an ave there for me. And I shall hear the soft ye tread above me. No, what back up. No, and oh, my grave shall warmer, sweeter be. For you will bend and tell me that you love me And I shall sleep in peace until you come to me I got a lot of little red hearts that floated about across the my picture when I sang that. But uh, my keyboard, and we've had this before, I'll be playing it here. Oh, oh soft you tread above me. And then all of a sudden my keyboard will change pitch and I'm up, and I'm playing the same notes, but it's up here. Oh, soft you tread above me. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to sound good. And I'm, I'm not one to make uh, excuses, but I know everybody was hoping I would nail that one, and I didn't. About... Oh, my name is McNamara, I'm the leader of the band. 
We name it Silton Dundas, finest in the land. Oh, we play at wakes and weddings and at every fancy ball. And when we play at funerals, we play the best of all. Oh, the drums go banging, the cymbals clang, and the horns they blare away. McCarthy pumps the old bassoon while I the pipes to play. And when Tennessee, Hennessy, Tootles, and Fruit, the musical sounds so grand. A credit to all Ireland is Magna Maris Band. Oh, the Clancy, oh, the Clancy. Whenever I got desirous up Clancy, Lord, the boom, 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 boom. Well, I guess you're going to have to get that stuff on uh, Saturday night from me. I was going to tell you, my, my St. Patty's Day, and I don't, don't make this uh, uh, decide for you that you're going to stay away, but uh, St. Patty's Day is the toughest day of the year that I have to play. And I'll tell you why. Because... In my history of playing for people on St. Patty's Day, uh, the experience that I've had is that half the people want you to be all Irish all of a sudden. They want you to play all Irish music all night. And the other half of the crowd doesn't want to hear any Irish music at all. They just want to party. So every song you play makes somebody, half your crowd, mad. Do you know what I mean? So it's just tough. And, and I play probably eight or ten uh, Irish tunes and and uh, and then the rest of it's all party music. But um, I did play a place in Florida years ago that was perfect because they had two stages. A huge. It was an Irish pub called Brady's, and they uh, had two stages. I was on one, and an Irish band was on the other. So if somebody came up to me and asked for an Irish tune that I didn't know, I could say, "Well, the band will be on in 20 minutes." Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and they, if they, somebody come up to that and ask them to play some rock and roll, they say, well, Brian will be back in 15 minutes. Perfect. Yeah. No, but it was the best uh, St. Patty's Day ever. So now I'm going to tell you one more joke, and then I have to tell you, squeeze in a couple of old stories for, for Alex. Um, now, I can't, I can't tell you that, that my favorite Irish joke is just too dirty for this, for this show. Um, uh, th there is one, though. Uh, th there's an old Irishman that uh, comes into the bar uh, in America, and uh, he, he always ordered three beers. And the bartender would give him three beers, and he drank all three. And this went on you know, for a couple of years, a few years, and the bartender had been there all that time, and he asked him, uh, what is it about the three beers that you only get, not four, not two? He says, well, I, I have two, brother, two brothers in Ireland, and we, uh, we all on St. Paddy's Day will have a drink together. So I'll drink from one, my, and then another for my brother, and another for the other brother. And the guy thought that was great. He bought him three more beers. Then uh, a year later, the guy comes in, and he orders two beers. And uh, the bartender was a little afraid to ask. He says, uh, you only ordered two beers this year. Are your brothers all right? He says, oh, yeah, they're fine. I just I gave up drinking for Lent. <laughs> so he was going to drink their two beers, but not one for himself. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, O'Malley and, and O'Malley and Murphy went scuba diving and uh, on their way to the boat uh, he said do you know why scuba divers always uh, fall into the water backwards and Murphy said well of course I know 
because if they fell forward, they'd still be in the boat. <laughs> Mike, you got me with that. All right. All right, they'd still be in the boat. All right, so, um, boy, Chuck Brisbane, uh, Karen Rodebaugh from Michigan, Alex Hunter, uh, just being our St. Pat's Parade here on Savannah, in Savannah on Sunday, on Saturday. Anyway, um, here, here's a couple of things I'm going to, uh, I didn't really uh, figure out anything for you, Alex, but, um, you know, uh, Robin and I met when he was a sophomore in high school. We had actually seen each other uh, in his band and my band and at Spelling Bees. I, I, I've blogged about this pretty extensively, uh, so you, you can go to my blogs and find it. Maybe I'll post those again. But anyway, uh, when he, we met in high school, I was a year ahead, and uh, we were both in choir. And uh, so we we learned that in the, both in the tenor section, so we we met each other and learned to. We both really loved the Beatles at the time, and so we'd get together at his house and my or my house and and sing Beatles songs. And and finally, we we knew so many that uh, at, when I graduated from high school, I had a friend who was working in Wisconsin Dells who said, that, you know, you guys would be really good. Come on up and try to get a job. Well, Rob, this was summertime. The Dells wasn't even open after Labor Day. Uh, you know, years ago, back in the 70s. So we went up there and we auditioned a few places and uh, and, and we got a, a job, we got several jobs. And so we, we played this summer and then we had to go and find uh, uh, other work in the, in the winter time because the Dells was a, a ghost town after Labor Day until Memorial Day. And so we, we took other jobs and, and uh, we, we played when we could in the off-season, but we actually worked in a sandwich shop together called the Beefaroo in Rockford. There are several of them, and Robin and I used to work in the same one in Loves Park, and at, at night when we were closing up the restaurant, it was all glass and tile, so it had a great, great sound, and we'd sing um, a cappella to each other just for as we were closing up the restaurant. Nobody's in there. Um, and then, then we also, I had a job at a surgical supply warehouse in Rockford, and I got him a job too there, so I'd go to his house and pick him up. He had a car, but it never ran, and he never uh, tried to get it running. And so I'd pick him up and uh, take him to work, bring him home. And uh, that was interesting for a while. I, uh, I had a job at a hospital in the psychiatric ward too, and we'd go up there and sing for the psychiatric patients. Uh, pretty regularly, and I remember a particular day uh, there was this guy who was all bent up and depressed, you know, right in, fr in the front row, and we were playing these uh, happy, interesting songs that we loved, and uh, between songs, he never even looked up and he said, why don't somebody lock me up? <laughs> and then after we were done playing, this same guy said, you know, I could take a guitar string and slice your face off with it. Nice. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a lot of people like that, but Jeez. this guy was a, a case. And, you know, yeah, he probably could. I'm glad he didn't, you know, sit guitar, like slicing cheese, I suppose. Uh, what else? Um, if you, lots of things I, I have told you before. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I remember when I would go to his house 
when we were first when we first got to be friends, and his dad had a, a an organ. You know, his dad was in his life at that time, and then wasn't very shortly after there. But he had an organ on a kind of a stage in the front window of their house. And he would uh, play a little bit. And Robin always, here's how my dad ends every song. He'd go. <laughs> and so he, Robin could play that. And he could play a little keyboard too. He, he was actually pretty good at picking out a song on, on piano, but he wasn't uh, really good. Enough. He didn't like to really actually play it. Uh, with, with with me because he wasn't always uh, uh, as smooth as he wanted to be but he, we both had songs that uh, when we were on break if we wanted to uh, stay out in the audience and talk to girls a little bit longer he would say to me uh, little color my world and I'd, I'd have to go up there by myself and play and, uh, and my song for him if I wanted to stay out and gab a little longer I'd say how about a little uh, Desperado, Desperado, and he'd get up there. He could play it. He was pretty good at it too, man. Um, yeah, and we played. Uh, we auditioned in a place called the Beer Keg, up there, uh, and it was in the afternoon, and uh, we we kind of the stage was way in the back. In the afternoon, there wasn't anybody there, so we took a couple of chairs and sat up close to the bar, and I remember singing. Uh, and no, nobody was there except this manager that was auditioning us. Don't wanna live inside myself. I must better off alone. Uh, a really cool song off the Bee Gees second album, and uh, we <laughs> nobody. It was the wrong song, but we were just playing because nobody was there. Anyway, this guy gave us a job, and for auditioning, he gave us a steak dinner, and that made the newspaper. Xander Beebe uh, lured by steak dinner or something like that in the <laughs> Dell's paper. And this guy had six six toes and we would be up on stage uh, in the lookout lounge and and, uh, and we'd so holler out, you know, hey, Con! And he would, at the drop of a hat, he would take off his show, a shoe and show everybody his six toes, you know. So if we weren't really getting across to him, we weren't doing that well. Say, hey, Con, can you show us your toe? And he'd, in seconds, he'd have his shoe and sock off and showing everybody in the bar his, uh, his six toes. And it was, it was kind of fun. Uh, Con Gavinsky. Then we played there a couple summers and uh, struggled. I mean, we, we loved our job. We played six hours a night, six nights a week. And... Uh, and made a hundred bucks a week apiece, and after taxes, it was seventy-six dollars and forty cents. And then we had uh, we had to pay ten dollars a week rent in some cottage that we found there too. So for each of us, so we had basically no money, but we didn't have to pay for much in the Dells. All of our fans were uh, waitresses, and we'd find a, and restaurant owners even we'd find a way to get free food most of the time and then um, the third year at the lookout they, they had it was a small bar called the lookout and a great big bar called the beer keg in this owned by the same people and by the third year we were there they knocked out the wall between us and put us in the uh, big combined room in 1973 and uh, and there was some really good tapes of that year but we were, they were recorded onto direct onto eight tracks, oh, and that, nobody knows where those are now. And then uh, 
74, our last year together, when we really sounded good, there are no tapes of that. So anyway, um, I got a lot more stories uh, for you anytime, Alex, but uh, we better go. And I never did mention that I'm brought to you by uh, Sorrento's Restaurant up in, uh, that's where I play up in Wisconsin Dells. Uh, four nights a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, by Monk's Bar and Grill all over the state. All right, have a happy and safe St. Patty's Day. I think I told all these jokes. If, if I find one I didn't tell, I'll owe it to you, okay? Mike Brockefeller in the control room, twisting the knobs and answering your calls. Stevie's call, I should say. Uh, all right. Anyway, I'll see you next time. <laughs>